Okay, we'll begin with two interesting Kippur of Ahem Shailas. One, actually both have to do with the Parshas, which is, I'm sure, not coincidental. So, Mendy asked me, actually at the Passaic share, to address it there also, but he said, why is it that Wachli Menu, when Waman Dharma gets punished for stealing the Trophim, even though she meant well and she's trying to stop her father from Avodah and we will, I'm sure, during the Kibbutz event topic, get back to that, what happens when your father asks you for cigarettes and cigars and all sorts of other things that might be dangerous, or he asks you for schnapps after the doctor ordered one more shot, and uh, that could be the end of you, Rachmar so what are you supposed to do? But the opening arrived from Rachel Emenu that it's not so posh just to help him out and steal the truffin. Trying to wean him away from Avodah we stop him for three days until he can make a new one. Trust him, Shaili used it for Kisha for, for some form of necromancy or some Avodah whatever it was. It was all sorts of Avodah and, and Kisha for uh, the whether it's also for Gaim. And yet, the one Mandama says she was punished. He wanted to know why is it that Abhimavina was praised for smashing his father's Yashkas and she was criticized according to one chief. If Kibbutz overrides it, then they're both. Also, and if it doesn't, they're both mutter and a mitzvah. So I think the answer is that Abhimavinu had to do it because he wasn't stop smashing his father as Avodazar, so his father shouldn't do Avodazar. His father was selling them retail, by the way. His father happened to also be an Avodazar, but that's not where it was at. He was smashing them to make a public machal to try to take humanity and wean them off from Avodazar and open up the debate and make it a national discussion, so to speak. And he was probably the biggest retailer, a Walmart for Avodazar. And uh, he, I remember he was trying to make a point. So that, for the Tikkun of society, to get them at least into monotheism, or to at least have the discussion, they had the discussion, all right, the Nimrod brought him, threw him into a furnace. But it, then he left, and that really opened up the discussion. So he felt it was crucial, and that would override Kibbutz here, there's a personal issue with her father, which is serious. You want to help out your father, but that's not so pushing. That's the first answer that came to my mind, but I'm always, as usual, open to other suggestions. You look puzzled. It's not about Yavar, but, you know, the, the comment on Rachel Emenu was, the end of the day, Lovin woke up, he looked in the safe where he kept his trophim, and they were gone. And he was very aggravated, so aggravated, he ran after Yaakov for other reasons also. He wanted to run away. And he said, and by the way, after gave him the home of Shabbat, I can hurt you, but Hashem told me not to, which makes no sense, but that's Lava. And by the way, who stole my trophim? Also very ironic, not for now. Um, Yaakov Inu held his peace for 20 years. And then, as we discussed this past Shabbos at length, finally gave Lava the Meshabbat he deserved uh, without getting angry and uh, losing it. Chassosh Holm. He was Yaakov Inu, and he gave him, I told him what he should hear, what he should have heard. It was the only time that, besides... The Musri gave him, which was all deserved, about the Trophim, he happened to be wrong on the issue. It wasn't his fault, he couldn't have known. But. So there's an irony there somewhere. Uh, somebody wanted to suggest, somebody in the shul, that you see from here, even when you have a right to get angry, it doesn't pay to get angry. I, that's probably true with other people. I don't know if you can say that about Yaakov. Either. So we'll leave that as a Sarachin. Between now and next uh, Parshish Vayetze, we'll, uh, we'll discuss it. But I believe that... Because since he, he said the words he said, Rachel died. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was a killer. That's the sugi but just ironic that the... It's more than ironic. There must be a pshat that 
out of all the times he was right on every single issue you argue with about love, and love and ripped him off and changed his deal a hundred times, all the mercy he gave. And he said, how dare you accuse me of stealing your trophy? I don't have you still the old trophy. And he was 100% right. He didn't have it. But somebody had it. Lovin was not dead wrong over there. He was wrong for asking for that. He was wrong on the whole issue. But So, um, hello, Doverhu. But that's not for today's discussion. Question number two, which we raised a few weeks ago. Somebody actually emailed, did we get an answer yet? Uh, I, I don't, but at least uh, we're discussing it around the table of the Shabbos. And my son-in-law, David, pointed out, at least Rabbi Abachaya gives some sort of shot why. And we were discussing the Gemar Megillah, which is the Kippur of Emsugia, that Yaakovina was not punished for the 14 years in Yeshiva Shem, Be'ever, B'stalmateris, Deich, Kippur of Em. So his mother told him to get married and come home, and he delayed coming home for 20 years. He didn't get punished for the 14 extra years in Yeshiva Shem, Be'ever, because that was for Talmateris. I was learning his whole life, so we said, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenesky says that he needed to learn Teres Agolas from Shem, Be'ever, and it was perfectly legitimate, and that's the Makar, the Talmateris, Deich, Kippur of Em, in certain situations, except when you're home and they ask you to take out the waste from the circular file and other such uh, duties at home where it's a temporary interruption, then you're mechuyiv. So if you recall the question I raised, I don't really understand what Yaakovinu should have done. There's something wrong on his madrega. It's a criticism only on his madrega. And he was punished severely on his madrega. The ace was taken from him for 22 years, which was very, very painful. And we see, which is a subtopic we didn't get into yet, but I hope to get to, the issue of leaving parents and moving away from parents and being apart from parents. And it's a big, big subtopic, which uh, can't get to all in one night. But we raised the issue why he was punished. He negotiated for the nadan. Now, we usually think of a nadan as what the father gives with the daughter when he marries her off. Sometimes, I don't know, the minig here by Lovin's house and apparently he wasn't alone, that the young chassan would actually pay to marry the kawa. Maybe they give her an adan also. We're not used to the whole concept. Why should they give an adan? So, Fuchimitai, they want just to keep your own money and just we'll make it, we'll call it even. But Lovin said, What are you going to give me? So he said, I'm going to work for you. Seven years. He said that, not Lovin. Lovin said, Fine, better I should give it to you than to somebody else. Another bizarre answer from Lovin, but it takes a year to explain him. More than that. And uh, he worked for seven years. Then Lovin ripped him off again, switched, and then he worked for another seven years. So he was punished for staying that long. He was punished for staying that long because he offered seven years. What was he supposed to do? He, I imagine he offered seven years because he thought that would be the going rate, and if he offered five, Lovin would show him the door. So whenever you negotiate, you don't know what the, what's, what's in the other guy's head, especially with Lovin. You can't read his face. He had a poker face all his whole life. Would it say in the Torah, he said four, and he said... So I'm saying, so was there a negotiation? I don't know. But he said seven, and even Yaakovina, how do you hold him fault? He was saying, I'll leave it to MS. He could have said four, love would have gone for it. Maybe, how's he supposed to know that? That, that was the question we asked. So Ben Bechai just comments, he said seven. Well, number seven is a... Why, why did he pick seven? Ben Bechai says Rachel was very young, and before she was royal, he didn't want to marry her. Ben does not discuss why Yisuk Avinu did marry Rivka when she was three, and Taka when she was 13, she wasn't really Bahilid, and why Yaakovinu wouldn't, but Rabbi does not discuss it. Ben mentions that's why he picked seven years. Okay, so that just strengthens the Kasha, because then he had a good Svar. I'm sure he had a good Svar anyway, whatever it was. Either he didn't, he thought this is the lowest number he could start with, or there's some negotiation, and 
he said seven, he said six, and Laban said ten, and at the end of the seven, whatever the case may be, but he was held accountable for the seven, and then he couldn't back down from the seven, so there was another seven, and then there was six when he was working to make the money he needed to go back to Yitzhak so as I mentioned, we don't really understand why he thought that was necessary, and Yaakov was not into Gashmis of any form, but he felt it was necessary, and then the 18 months, which is almost two years, in Sukkah, in Sukkah, so my only answer to this whole thing is, which again puts Kibbutz of Aim, it's a scary thought, on such a pedestal, and of course, Yaakov Inu, we know it's on a pedestal. Yaakov is Madrega, with the severity of Kibbutz of Aim, the answer is, is that the least, assuming, the least uh, plausible uh, shihui, uh, delay in getting home, was his 18 months sojourn in Sukkot, even though I'm sure there are, we know from his farm, there are many deep in Yonim and why he there and what it was all about, and the Pusik describes building Sukkot for Mikdash. There's a lot going on there. See, Akavino had a million reasons why he did it, but whatever it is, he should have gone straight home. So once, on his Madregi, he's Mazalzo a little bit on being together with his parents, that goes, Magalo Lamafreya, that the other years, even though he had Cheshbonus, Y7, Y6, but that's Magala, they didn't do a good enough job, and the only tour he has is the Talmud Torah. Which is, it's the only answer I have, and I'm hoping there's a, possibly another one, but if that's true, again, it shows you the Madrego, we can never understand the Averis of, quote-unquote, of Yaakov Nino, Meish Rabbeinu, and he always an explanation, but it was only Madrego, the few Madrego, some was only an Avera, that they, on their uh, tremendously high Madrego, could have been doing a drop better, a scale of 1 to 25 million, they were 24.999, and it happens to be over here, the Taina was Kibbutz Avim. And what we didn't explain yet, which is also one of the subtopics coming up in the next few months in Mitzvah Shem, is uh, moving next to the parents, being next to the parents. Is that a mitzvah? Is that a Heksha mitzvah? Sounds like that. It was such an ichor that he was held accountable, and he was nervous when he meets Esav at the beginning of this week's parsha. that Esav had the schus of living in his soul, the schus of Kibbutz Avim. But he was away because his mother told him to get married. Then he was making so why is that a problem? Apparently it was a problem. Doesn't mean there aren't a term, but uh, just uh, throwing out the questions. Okay, now we get back to what I promised about Parshat Yishlach. It's Dover Bitzah uh, Matoy. We got onto this, if you remember, we were talking about the sheets as a whole, the Benenoch, Achayim, and Kibbutz of Aim. Even though it's not one of the Zion mitzvahs, because it's mitzvah sichlius and Gayim Armuchayavim, and all mitzvah sichlius, anything they should figure out that's needed for society to function. They are naturally mechuyiv, and others say no. It's just a hider. Again, ironically, the um, the classic example in Gemara, Dom Medicina, was a guy. So they certainly did it. It was the mini, but the Rishayim would say it's a real chiv, and others say it was just done because that's normal, and you got to have laws in society and and uh, concepts of respect and uh, and traditions of respecting elders. Otherwise, society is not going to survive, which is why it's crumbling. And we got into the discussion of Pesach Yishlach of other possible mitzvah sichlius of how the governments and how the guy should be operating. And I promised I would show you the Machlekes, the Rambam, and the Ramban. So it's a very fascinating discussion. Has uh, nafkaminas, huge nafkaminas, and how we deal with Yaakum and how we don't and what we ask for and, and Gullah's conditions. So we're going to do part of it tonight and tomorrow night. The rest of it is going to be during the Nadi year, where it's even a bigger sugya in terms of Ishtadlus of Chizkiyo HaMelech, which is the next topic in the Navi Shir. So, take a look at what you have in front of you. You're the Rambam and Hilchus Malachim. First, uh, the Rambam deals with whether or not the kidnapping of Dina was a Maisek Zela. Was the problem Zela or just uh, Gilea Arias? Wasn't she wasn't married? But they made Takhanas not to attack even single women. And the Rambam brings down from the Gemara, and Kemat, all the Bishayim learned the Gemara like this. It's not all of them. It's a Shailah. 
Someone of Rashi, what the Gemara means. Let's read the Ramah, and I'll show you a clip of the Gemara. Take a look at Alachates and Hilchas Malachim Perikates Alachates. Ben Chayav Al Gezel. Gezel includes a lot of things. Ben Shagozel, Goy Ben Shagozel Yisrael. Doesn't make this who he steals from. Ve'echad Hagozel Agayin Amaman Agayinev Nefesh. So this is Beferik. Agayin Nefesh is kidnapping. So what happened with Dina? First and foremost, was kidnapping. It was against her will. She certainly didn't want to go. Kavish Sachar Kids, but the Ramam includes many things. Kavish Sachar you don't pay your worker. Now, that's, where does it say that in Gezel? The answer is the type of Gezel. We have other psukim for these, but the Ramam holds all these things are included. If you take a look at the Kesa Mishnah, go four lines down, Pirish Rashi. Allah Gezel, Kachi Mitzvah Benayach, Gonav Gezel, Chen Yafas This is a quote from the Gemara. What's Yafas Tayyar? So we have a hetaf Yafas Tayyar in certain limited circumstances. It's interesting because the Gemara talks about and the Gemara learns out that is a similar thing that Goyim are not allowed to do. learns the Gemara that's not Mamash Gezel. Gezel is stealing an object, not a person. But the Gemara means that kidnapping is under the general category and therefore they are high of Misa for that. So that's what happened with Dina, step number one. Step number two, take a look at the next Rambam, where the Rambam describes the seventh mitzvah of Dinim. How do you learn the mitzvah of Dinim? Yudalad. It's the end of Parakhtas. They have to set up regional courts to don their people. Fellow Akum, fellow Goyim, hopefully they're not Akum, Akum is Abi Kachav Mamazolis. They're fellow citizens in the other six mitzvahs, Ulahazar, Esa'am, and to warn them and teach them what the mitzvahs are. It's interesting, the Rambam says, Aimer Mutter, Tinshinishba doesn't exist by Goyim. He says, Shahayalam Lumud, Velo Lama, to go from Agmar Makas, all the Dafiyami people here. They should have learned, ah, why do we have a Den of Tinshinishba? The answer is, we have 613 mitzvahs with 5,000 chakiras each. And it's not so easy to figure out. Their Zion mitzvahs are mostly mitzvahs sichlius, even though they're gzeir sikhosiv. And if they can't pass down that basic messiah of the bedrock of civilization, how to run a society, then that's, that's their problem. And that's not a hetero they didn't know. Which is why most societies that consider themselves civilized do have these things in the book in some form or fashion. Uh, so it's the Hazar so to teach them the, their own dinim and to don them. So the Ram gives examples. Just went through all the mitzvahs, all the lists Or if he sees a fellow citizen, Doing one of these ayamitzes and he doesn't make a citizen's arrest and bring him to court. That's very nagea to Parshav Yishla. Nam says it's not just they're supposed to have the henim, but the people are supposed to be watching what's going on and take achrayas, even though there's no separate pasuk for arvus. If has any idea, I think in America there's a concept of citizen's arrest. I wouldn't try it. They might get a little annoyed. But um, there's somebody here in the shul who once did it. I won't go into the mice and I'll give it to any Americanus. And they, uh, another family member was telling me about it. I said, they did what? I vaguely remember this thing. I said, where it happens? This is, uh, I remember, told me on a train or a, a walking across the street or whatever. When they had a citizen's arrest. Uh, I wouldn't do it, even if you're a very concerned, loyal citizen, because it can get dangerous. Can you imagine going with a guy? He said, excuse me, sir. What you just did was illegal. I saw it. And you don't even need to and aid them. You're under arrest. 
carry around the handcuffs with you. Or without the handcuffs, you just tell them, follow me. So there is such a law on the books. I don't know, somebody, the guy who told me was an attorney. So that comes from this Ramam, I suppose. That he sees something, say something, and if he's doing something, only has Zion Mitzvahs, or six in this case, six let's say, it's a Chiyah Misa. So you've got to make sure that society doesn't crumble. Um, we're in New York. Most people don't get involved, even if somebody's being over on Betzicha, or something like that. That's said. He says, that's why all the people in Shechem, technically, Shechem, Gozal, then they bring him to justice. We'll discuss in a moment. So why was Yaakov angry? Now go to the Ramban on the next page. And the Ramban brings the Rambam to the bottom of the first column. We'll get to what the argument between Shem Levi and Yaakov was in terms of whether it should have been done. But they didn't just murder people. What right did they have to murder but destroy the city? Why would the Chaimis? That's basically what he's asking. If Arav, that's the Ramam Heishe Besefer Shaftim, which we just read. Ramam we just saw in the last line. If somebody sees it and they don't do anything about it, So. He's learning the Rambam that uh, if the person doesn't do it, he's not just not fulfilling his civic duty. He's Chaimisa for not carrying a dinim, which means dinim isn't only on the judge. It's on the people. The people should appoint official judges because you've got somebody sitting on the bench to figure out what's uh, going on and take the testimony. But it's every citizen's achrayas. If you know the ancient the hierarchy of royalty and peasants and uh, what power a governor of a city-state had or a melech of a city-state, it's a uh, tall order. Like the melech was the melech and the prince were not, you know, not touchable. Completely, there was a. Um, they don't have it uh, anywhere in the world that you would feel safe in witnessing it close up. But I think we mentioned this year, if you go to England, they still have a figurehead in Buckingham Palace, so it gives you a little bit of a flavor. But the Ramam is saying, B'nai Shechem had a chiv to make sure they brought up the justice. When they knock on the door of the king and say, your prince just did something, can we kill him? So Ramam says, yeah. If enough of them would have come, he would have given in. Which we know in hindsight, historical hindsight is true, but that's only after the French Revolution. Before that, nobody imagined the worst nightmare. Anybody's going to knock on the door and hold the king accountable. They had people assassinated kings, but that was when they wanted to take over, not for justice. So now we're used to it because of democracies will post all the revolutions, but that, that was a chiddish at the time. The Rambam argues, the Ramban argues, He says, I don't understand it. Ramban says, if this is true, that the Zachiv and all Benenach, they were still Benenach. So they knew about it, everybody knew about it, so why did he go do it? Why is he giving them Musr? Why didn't he go do it first? And they did it, so why is he giving them Musr? And why did he get angry in Pashti Yishlach and curse their anger in Vayichi? We'll get back to that later. And they got an Einish, they were all spread over all the Kaisal. Levi doesn't have a set Nachala. They have cities and Shimon's all over the place. 
So they got punished. They did a mitzvah of bringing them to justice. So according to the Rambam, why did he, why did Yaakov get angry? And of course we pass on like Yaakov so what's the problem? Now, I believe the Rambam would answer, and the Rambam knew this, that you're not to get yourself killed doing it. That's why I preface my remarks. The, the Rambam in saying this din knows that it's always dangerous to arrest the prince and go over to the king. But you've got to do it. Enough people have to do it when it's not dangerous anymore. If 99% of the population does it, the king won't say anything. And the Ramban says, well, if that's true, why didn't Yaakov you know, get everybody together and take care of it? And they're not going to join him, so I'll be talking about Hashem, doing the right thing. So he disagrees. This is a big enough gamina. Valdaiti, next paragraph. Hadinim shamanu. The mitzvah of Dinah, the seventh mitzvah, is not only to appoint 20 anim and have courts in various uh, cities and districts. It includes more than that. Dinim includes all the, what we'll call the mitzvah sichlius. The Chuvas Ramah, fascinating, holds that they have to follow our Cheshire Mishpat. Many other Acharnim seem to be assuming they can make up whatever they want just as long as it's fair, which is what uh, democratic societies do. And they define what's Geneva, what's Ana, what's Aishik. They have different laws that describe Ana and, and, and laws in the marketplace that they make up as they go along and evolve. The example I've given to Shir Shab this afternoon, they, before 1929, they didn't have insider trading laws. They held there was nothing wrong with it. Buyers beware, it's your problem. And after the crash, they realized this is not a good idea for society. The little man on the street can't get this information. It's all going to be with the CEO and his cronies, and it's not fair. Makes sense to us now. We're living it, but they didn't have such a law then. That's fine. The Ramban says they should. Truth, Ramban says they follow our dinim. We don't have any dinim chashmish about insider trading, so they'd have to figure it out anyway. But they have to have set laws in all these areas. Tiva some bedine geneva or no aishek schasacher dine ashimrim aynes mafatem. Somebody had asked that, and they do have one of the few things there. Still pretty machmaram aynes mafate. At least aynes. That's what the Chubas Ramah says. He thinks Ramah would mean that they should follow our dinim exactly. And if they violate any of these things, even though it's not outright Ganever Gzela. Part of this, but if they don't set up courts, or if they don't arrest people, they don't turn people in, they're doing the wrong thing. But not Chaimisa, because you need a Kumva Asei. The other six of Lisa says, if you eat Eva Menachai, you just did not have a Kumva Asei. If they don't do this, it's Shev Altase. Zumitzis Asei Behem Velo Amru El Azhara Shalahan. Zui Misas and Azhara means the Lisa Asei. Velo Tikari Azhara Ela Hamaniya Balav. So Abban says they can't be Shem, the whole city can't be Chai Misa because they didn't bring him to justice. He agrees with the Ram they should have brought him to justice. They didn't. That's not why they're Chai Misa. Ramam holds they were Chai Misa for that and they should have been willing to be made an effort to stick up for what's right. And they wouldn't have gotten killed if enough of them would have done that. Ramban disagrees, not because of the logistics, because he holds it's, it's just Shev al So the question will be, of course, why... Were they Chayim Misa? What hete did Shem, uh, did Shem Levi have to kill out Shem? So on the next page, Rabban says in the third paragraph down, He says, I don't know why the Ramam has to come onto this to say and explain why the entire city was Chayim Misa. They were doing every other Avera in the book. 
course, they were Chai Nizah. Chai Nizah many times out there. Well, all of Devar Azar, we knew that for sure. Many of them evolved in Geneva and Gilead Reyes. So they knew that they were Chai Nizah anyway. So why didn't they go kill them before? The answer is they didn't have an axe to grind or a boat to pick with them. But if you want about the Heter, why it wasn't with Sicha, or Shem Alevi did, Pasher. Every hill, under every tree, but it's not our problem. And here's going to be the sixth between Abmavinu, between Yitzchak Avinu, Yaakov Avinu, we'll get in there, generation by generation, uh, and Shimon Levi, because Shimon Levi went and did it, and that wasn't part of the plan. The question, which we'll Mitzvah Shem discuss tomorrow night, when they had this discussion with Shem and Chamar and the people in attendance and said, we're going to do business together and we're going to intermarry and we're going to do a bris milah and we're going to become one nation, it's Kabbalah together, and he talked to everybody else into it. So was Yaakov, you know, part of that plan? I mean, standing there, he didn't say anything. Sounds like he knew they said this. So what was his plan? Clearly not to wipe out the whole city. The question is, what was the plan? So some are going to say the plan was make sure they get a bismillah, the, the good and weak, and the third day come in and take Dina and run. And they went in when they were nice and weak on the third day, took Dina, and then killed everybody. And the question is, well, the Ramban and the Ramam hold, they're all Chai Misa, so why is that a big problem? Mitzvah Shem will pick that up tomorrow night.